house and online, and we invite you to worship with us. He is a good, good father. Amen? Hallelujah. All right. Let's see. Pastor Bev? We're looking forward to an awesome week this week. We hope that you'll be able to join us Tuesday night at 7 o'clock for Tuesday Night Live. And again, Wednesday night, we're going to have a great time getting into the Word of God and strengthening ourselves. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Many searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you can provide because we know, we know just what we need before we say a word. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. Who you are, it's who you are, who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, who I am, it's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are, who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am, it's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Come on, sing it again, you're perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are.
You're a good, good father. Why don't you just tell him that this morning? Say, you're a good father. You are faithful. You are always there for me. Oh, we make ourselves available for you to use. We worship you, God. It's so easy to love you. Easy to worship you. You're everything I need. And we love you, Lord. It's who you are. And you love us, God. It's who you are. It's who you are. Thank you, Jesus. Perfect, Lord. We worship you. One, two, intro. Amen. He is everything that we need. Amen. He's everything that we need. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We make ourselves available for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Oh, we make ourselves available. Oh, you're worthy, Lord. You're everything we need. Yes, you are. Narrow as the road may seem, I'll follow where your spirit leads. Broken as my life may be. Lord, I will give you every peace. I hear you call. I am available. And I'll say yes, Lord, that I with open hands counting on your grace again less me and more of you I just want to see you move I hear you Yes, you can. 
God, we thank you that you are our healer, you are our provider, our protector, our defender, everything that we need. God, you are our source. God, and we thank you. We praise you, God. We thank you for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you have done. But God, we thank you that the best is yet to come. And we thank you, God, for your promises that are uh, that are unfolding into our life. Oh, God, we stand upon your promises. We fight with your word. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for the miraculous to be released. God, and we just give you praise. We give you glory. God, we thank you that you know every situation that we're dealing with. You are not surprised. God, and I thank you that your word promises us that you are working in ways that we cannot even see. And I thank you for that. I thank you, God, that you are turning things around for us. You are turning things around, turning situations around supernaturally in Jesus' name, God, that even late in the midnight hour, that God's going to turn it around. God, I thank you that it is going to work, that your word is, and it currently is going to work in every impossibility. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you for that. We can count on you. You are faithful. You've never failed and you're not going to fail us now. We give you glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. We want to welcome you. You may be seated. So good to see those in-house this morning. Um, We're so glad that you're tuning in online uh, at Praise Church, and uh, we are so excited about what God is doing. I want to just share a few announcements, and Pastor Bev is also going to be sharing as well a few things we've got going on. This month, we've been declaring, and our new series is Refocus. So we are refocusing. Last Sunday, we anointed all the educators, all of the students, um, as they entered into this new school year, believing this is going to be an incredible year uh, for students and educators, um, even for homeschool parents during this time, that God is going to equip them with everything that they need to be able to instill uh, the proper education for their children. Um, And so we are excited that during this month that we're refocusing not only in the natural, but most importantly in the spirit realm. And so Pastor Garland is going to be delivering a a timely message today um, in regards to this topic, and I'm very excited. Um, We want to ask that you would take this opportunity, those that are tuning in online, to share this video on your page. Invite your friends to tune in with us. Help us to spread the word um, uh, of, of what's going on, what God is speaking um, in this hour. We're we're so glad that, and thank you for many of you who are consistently sharing, hosting watch parties. Um, we really appreciate you helping us spread the word. A few more things that I'm excited about is beginning this month, August the 31st, until September the 20th, we are having 21 days of prayer and fasting. We are so excited about this and believing for the miraculous to take place in our families, our communities, and our personal life. And so we encourage each of you to uh, join us, to participate in any kind of way. Some you know people uh, do choose to do the Daniel fast. Some people choose to do different variety of fasts. Uh, just giving up something as a sacrifice unto the Lord and then spending time reading his word and praying at a greater level at a greater intensity. Um, last things I want to share is I'm very excited about our break 
breakthrough nights. And so these we are going to be kicking those off. Uh, we It's the Tuesday, September the 8th at 7 p.m. at our New Orleans campus in person. We're going to have worship. We're going to have word. And we're just going to ask for the Holy Spirit to move. We're actually believing for, for miracles, Amen. physical miracles, um, financial miracles, turns turn around, whatever God, whatever that you are needing, whatever that you are struggling with for that night, for there to be miracles to be released. So that's breakthrough night. Um, and we're also having the same uh, service. It's going to be at our Gonzalez campus, September Wednesday, September uh, the 9th at 7 o'clock. Again, in person with worship. Um, we're just believing for the Holy Spirit to speak. And, and there will be word that will be coming forth. And uh, we're really excited about it. Last thing I want to share is that September, the week of September 14th, we are Oh, this is going to be so awesome. We are launching our fall semester of our small groups, which we call at Praise Church our synced groups. So we're very excited about that. Uh, our leaders, those who are participant in our church, we're going to be asking and seeing if those of you are interested in hosting um, and teaching uh, a, a, a synced group, um, if that's something you're interested in. And then we're going to provide registration online for people to be able to register to whatever interest group that you are um, wanting to get plugged plugged into. So we're really excited about this. If this is something you're interested in, if you were interested in teaching or hosting during this time, we're going to be giving you resources of how you can uh, be able to teach and host your group virtually. So uh, Pastor Josh and I will be helping you with that. Um, some of you who want to do in-person um, sessions, do in-person groups, you're welcome to do so uh, within the confines of you know what our restrictions are right now. So everybody to, to be cautious. So we're very excited about that again that's going to be launching our fall semester is going to be launching September 14th and we're going all the way through the uh, the week right before Thanksgiving so it's going to be an incredible time God bless we're so glad you're here find out more about us at our on our social media platforms Periscope uh, by the way does everybody know that we're live not only just on Facebook but on YouTube we're on Periscope our app if you haven't downloaded our brand new app it is very it's awesome we're very excited about our app and also our website. You can tune in online through that um, avenue as well. And our podcasts are um, available. A lot of people like podcasts. Those are available. You can go to our app. You can go to iTunes. And that's it. Amen. Well, we're so excited that you are worshiping with us this morning. And we're looking forward to an amazing time in the Lord. At this time, Pastor Josh is coming. Good. Um, all right, real quick, we're going to give her time to give. Uh, I'm reading the story of Matthew 22 from the Passion Translation, and it's when a bunch of people approached Jesus about giving, and he said, uh, uh, you know, they gave him a coin and said, should we pay our taxes to Caesar or should we give to God? And, you know, I, I paraphrased that part just so I could get into the meat. And then so they handed Jesus a coin, and he said, well, whose picture's on it? And he said, Caesar's. And Jesus says this to him, precisely. For the coin bears the image of the emperor Caesar. Well, then, you should pay the emperor what is due to the emperor. But, be, listen, this is very important. Be, be, because you bear the image of God, give back to God all that belongs to him. I love how the passing translation says, you know, we, the coin bear the image of Caesar. He said, God, Jesus said, render to Caesars with Caesars. But listen, church, you bear the image of God. Come on. 
we bear the image of God, and it is, it is for us to give back to God all that's rightfully God. So, Father, I'm just going to pray, and then we're going to give, and pastor's going to come preach a word on refocus. You know, I just speaking of refocus, hey, let's refocus our prayer life. Let's refocus our giving life. You know what? Let's refocus our dreams. Amen? Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give, Lord. Father, as we bear your image, as we bear your likeness, Father, that we come and offer to you tithes, offerings, seeds of faith, worship, adoration. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. May you bless the giver. May your hand of protection be upon your people that no sickness shall touch their body. Father, that we shall have everything, that we shall lack no good thing. And we give you praise and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. It's good to see everyone this morning and new faces in the house. And we got a brand new baby in here this morning. Well, it's good to see everybody, and I believe God has some great things in store for all of us. Amen? I'm going to go into Acts chapter 27 if you want to uh, join me there. Uh, I think the message today is going to be very applicable for our lives and uh, as we're pursuing God and His destiny for our life. Everyone has a destiny. Everyone has a, a purpose in their life that God has ordained from the foundation of this world. And so our pursuit is to find that destiny, to find that purpose that God uh, has for us. And, uh, and even, even though that struggles come in our life, um, we still are going to pursue what God has for us. Amen? Amen? In chapter 27, verse 1, it says, And when, when it was determined that they should uh, sail to Italy... They delivered Paul to certain other and certain other prisoners unto one named Julius, a centurion of Augustus of Ban. Uh, Paul, in his life, may seems to be in a lot of trouble. And, and according to the laws, according to what was taking place at that time, he was in a lot of trouble. And he was on his way to Rome. In chapter 23, it begins to tell us that, um, that Paul was destined to go to, to Rome. God had talked to him and spoken to him and said, you're going to Rome. Now, he didn't tell him what avenue in which he would get to Rome. Uh, the avenue in which he's going, uh, the perception is that he is either going to be prosecuted or he's going to be executed. Now, when you're looking at this story and you're looking at what's taking place in Paul's life, perception and reality are two different things. And so today we're looking at refocusing and, and having a refocus in our life. Re, a perception versus reality. When you look at the difference between the two, there's a vast difference. Perception is not reality. It's not what it seems. In, in this story here, we find that Paul has a perception and everyone else had a perception of what was going to take place in his life, but it wasn't the reality of what God had intended for him. Now, now Rome was the capital city. Rome was the place where all roads came to, everyone came to 
Rome, if they wanted to do anything, Rome was the major uh, place to facilitate the world at that time. Uh, Paul uh, was an individual that wasn't ashamed of the gospel. He was one that uh, was bold in his speech. He was bold in what he would say. Uh, he was one that uh, uh, pushed himself into his destiny and into his purpose. He was driven by something that was not on the surface. He was driven by something that was in his heart. And when God changed him, he changed his life forever. Uh, <clears throat> Paul is not just dealing with persecution. He's not just dealing with the possibilities of, of um, being, uh, being prosecuted uh, or possibly being executed, being beheaded. Uh, he was dealing with a lot of turmoil that was in his mind and in his life in that time, not knowing exactly what the end results would be, but Paul had a call to go to Rome. In our life, there are calls that we enter into. There's a destiny that God has for us. And sometimes what we think is going to carry us there doesn't make it through our journey with us. A lot of times when we're, when we're walking out this life, we find that there are many detours and there's many instruments that we use that we think is going to get us to our destination. And in this story, we find that Paul is on a ship. He's handcuffed. He's uh, tied up. He's bound uh, as a prisoner. And uh, he is, uh, he's considered to be a prisoner. And he's amongst other prisoners that are there. And they put him in a ship, and they're going from one port to another port. He's changing from one boat to another boat, and, and, and we're finding there's a lot of transition that's happening. And, and they finally get into one boat. In verse 14, it says, And not long after there arose against, the, uh, against it a tempest wind. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up into the wind, we let her drive and running under a certain island, which is called Claudia, we had much work to come by the boat, which when they had taken up, they used helps undergirding the ship. In other words, in those times, what, would, what they would do is they would take ropes and throw it over the front of the boat, the bow of the boat, and as it began to drift under, they would gird it underneath the boat with several ropes in order for the boat not to fall apart in the midst of a storm. And those ropes were to, to help hold it together. So they were doing everything in their power to keep this boat afloat, uh, which they had taken up and they used helps undergirding the ship and fearing lest they should fall into quickstand. Uh, um, uh, and they struck sail. And so they uh, were driven and were being exceedingly tossed with the, with the winds, and the next day they lightened the ship. In other words, they were taking things that were in the boat and they were throwing it overboard in order for the boat to have more buoyancy, uh, uh, not having the weight to hold it down. Uh, they, they were doing everything in their power to keep this thing going and keep it upright. Verse 22 says, And now... I exhort you to be, good, be of good cheer. 
uh, Paul is talking to the people here, and he's saying to them, look, don't, don't let fear grip you. Don't allow things to overtake you. Everything's going to be okay. Paul, Paul was interceding and praying on the boat for people that he didn't even know, but even for his own life. And so as this boat is being torn apart and as this storm had come into to its uh, 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 um, movement, we're finding they did everything they could in their power to hold everything together. And many times in our life, there are storms that, that come into our life and we do everything in our power to hold it together. Now, Paul thinks that uh, this boat here is going to be his way to get to Rome, but a storm comes along and begins to destroy the boat. Now the boat is being torn apart. The boat is, is now uh, facing its way of sinking. And now Paul, after he's, after he's been praying all night and, 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 uh, and he begins to speak to them and he says, Sirs, uh, you should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from Crete and have gained the harm and loss. In other words, he, he had, had a word from the Lord before they even left the dock and said, look, we don't need to be going right now because there's a danger there. Well, Paul was hearing in the realms of the spirit. Paul was hearing God speak to him, and yet none of them believed him, and they all shoved off, and they all set sail, and now they're in a storm. It's interesting how that God can speak things in one moment that could keep us from going through horrible situations, but because we don't listen to what God's saying, we now jeopardize and ourselves and we move others into danger because we didn't take time to listen to what God was saying. And as a result of it, they're in this battle in a boat, then they're fighting the winds, they're fighting the waves. And now I exhort you, Paul is speaking here, I exhort you to be of good cheer for thou should, there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. In other words, he's saying everybody's going to survive this thing, but the boat's not going to make it. What we thought was going to carry us is not going to make it. What we thought was going to bring us to our destiny is not going to our destiny with us. And for and verse 23 says, for they stood by me uh, in the night, an angel of God who, whose I am, and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar, and lo, God hath given thee all them that sail with thee. Wherefore, sirs, he's talking to the people now, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told to me. Paul, Paul has, has got a relationship with God. And Paul is being spoken to by God in the middle of this storm. Even though they didn't hearken to what he said at the dock, they shoved off, they set sail, a storm begins to come. It's beating, beating this boat till they're, they're putting ropes around the boat to keep it from, from sinking, tearing apart. They're taking the items that they have on board and they're throwing it overboard to save their own lives and they can't save the boat. Many times we can't save what we think is going to bring us to the destiny of our life and bring us into the purpose that God has for us. But God is not going to leave us. He's not going to forsake us. He will walk with us through the storms and he will bring us through there. Uh, today, prep, uh, 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 perception versus reality 
is two different things. Reality of a thing is it never lines up with our perception of things. A lot of times we allow fear to grip our heart and our perception of what we're looking at because of fear, it distorts our view. It distorts where we're going. It distorts what we perceive. And now our perception is everything's falling apart. Everything is going downhill. What we're going through in life, what each individual goes through in life is going to be the catalyst that will catapult you into your destiny. What Paul was going through and what he was dealing with was what was going to catapult him into uh, Rome and be able to minister on a whole different level and a whole different audience at that moment and in time. Paul is at a place that he's not afraid to preach the gospel. He's not afraid to declare the word of God over people's lives and, and, and to give demonstration and to preach the word that would cause people to change in their lives. And God is now bringing him to the greatest platform of his life to be able to speak to the world. You know, at one point he was only speaking to certain groups of people. But now he's coming to the capital of the world now, which in that time was Rome. The Roman Empire was so great. It was so powerful. And now Paul is going to Rome based on a word that he received in Acts chapter 23. And now in Acts chapter 27, God is bringing him in a vehicle that God provided for him to get to Rome, but it doesn't look pretty. Many times in our life, there are, are vehicles that we take that it doesn't seem to be very pretty. It doesn't seem to be very comfortable. But if we hold on to our faith, <clears throat> it's not about what we have done in our past that really counts. It's what, we're, it's what good we're going to do in our future. It's not about the bad that we've done in our past. And many people get hung up on their past storms. And they're never able to get out of that storm. They're stuck in a storm. And, and I find that, that in life today, people have a tendency of being stuck. And I think every one of us at some time or another, we have been stuck. We have been stuck without joy. We've been stuck without peace. We've been stuck with, without moving forward. We're not growing. We, we, we have no energy. We have no purpose. We have no desires. And we're stuck in the middle of our storm. Now, the storm may have passed, but because of the effects of the storm, we're still dealing with the storm in our life. I was going to bring an anchor in here this morning and, and, and show you just a visual here. Paul and them, the one translation says that they dropped anchor when the storm became so strong and so uh, uh, beating against the boat that they dropped anchor and, and, and were allowing the storm to, to guide their boat. They dropped anchor before they got to their destiny. They dropped anchor before they entered into their purpose. And I think many people are dropping anchor because of fear in their life. And this is what the word says, because of fear, 
They, they dropped anchor and allowed the storm to push the boat. And as a result of it, the boat was torn apart. And as a result of the boat being torn apart, every person that was on the boat was trying to grab whatever kind of wood, whatever kind of floating device that they had, which in those days, I don't know if they had life preservers. I think all they had was the boat, the wood that was broken up from the boat. And as they were uh, swimming in that water, trying to survive, water, uh, uh, wood was coming by and they were grabbing everything that they could just to keep them afloat. I remember one year we went fishing and, uh, we, 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 several of our family members were, were there and, and uh, we were in a, a, a boat in a bayou area, which, which, uh, and then we were pulling a, a P-Rog behind it and we were going fishing, going to have a good time and, and it was going to be a wonderful day and, and we went, we fished and we had a good time and, and we were leaving and uh, I got into the P-Rog with uh, all of the equipment or most of the equipment that we had and, and they were pulling and, and uh, all of a sudden something happened and uh, the boat began to sink. The P-Rog began to sink. A boat came by and put big waves, and, and the waves came into the P-Rog, and the P-Rog went down, and I went down, and all the equipment that we had went down with it. And I had uh, hip boots on, and, and uh, if anybody knows that when hip boots get full of water, it becomes a, a sea anchor, basically. And I can remember bobbing in that water and coming up and gurgling and, uh, and as that water was getting in my throat. And, and it was, it's comical now because we had different types of people in the boat. We had uh, uh, an individual that, that, that was not serving God and, and we had a, a good Catholic lady and we had my wife in there and my wife is praying in the Holy Ghost and calling on Jesus and the, the woman that was a Catholic lady was praying the rosary and, and the man that was driving the boat was cussing up a storm and, and I'm thinking, man, I'm in trouble here. I'm, I'm gurgling water. I can hear all that's, that's going on and, 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 and they were trying to turn the boat around and, and an oar got caught in the rudder and, and it made it where they had to turn way out to come around and when they came around, uh, uh, the, the guy that brought us fishing, his son grabbed the rope and threw the rope to me, but didn't hold on to his end of it. And all I have is the rope coming out. And, and I'm thinking in a, in a moment how your mind's just flashing by. And I'm thinking, this is not a good day. And so they went around again, and I'm, I'm looking for something to, 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 to survive with. And I'm going under, and I'm coming back up, grabbing air, and, and then going back down, trying to get my boots off. And, and, and uh, I remembered I had a, a knife in my pocket. I got it out. I began to cut my boots off and, uh, as I'm underwater. And, and I'm thinking alligators and snakes and everything else in, the, in this area. I finally got my boots off. And when I come back up, an ice chest was floating by. So I grabbed a hold of the ice chest. And here comes the boat around again. And, and they're, they're, they're trying to, because they couldn't steer it right, they, they now take a, an oar and hold it out for me. But then the, the young man Drop the oar in the water. I'm thinking, look, you, you're on your own today, baby. So I started swimming towards the bank and, and uh, survived it, obviously. But it, it was a moment where that turmoil was taking place all around. And as I read this about Paul, 
as this boat went down and it's falling apart and it's uh, uh, pieces of wood from the boat as it hit up against rocks and the waves and everything, men uh, are trying to grab a hold of whatever they can to survive and to live. Now, the word of God came to Paul and says, we will all live, but the boat's not going to make it. So they could have rested in that, but even in that word, you still have to do your part. So the next question I've got is, are you storm-driven or are you destiny-driven? Are you driven by your storm or are you driven by your destiny? In verse, verses uh, 15, uh, 15 uh, through 17, and when the, when the ship was caught, and they could not bear up into the, wor- uh, into the wind and, and let her drive. The running under a certain island uh, called Claudia. We had much work to come by the boat. In other words, they had a lot to do to try to save the boat, but they couldn't save the boat. They were driven by their problem. They were driven by their storm. Many times people are driven by the storms in their life and not driven by their destiny. Things come into our life and, and they bring such turmoil. They bring such uh, problems in our life. And, 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 and the, the ship is now being caught by the storm. And now they're caught by fear in the storm. And as a result of fear, they're now stuck in this storm. What are you driven by? Are you driven by drama or are you driven by destiny? I know that there are people in this world that and, and, and I know some people that they're driven and it, everything about their life is drama. Everything is about somebody else said this and somebody else did this and, and woe is me. And, and the drama that's in their life is always perpetuating itself and they're not driven by their destiny. They're stuck in their drama. Don't let your problems drive you. Don't let your storm drive you. There are more people that spend time reacting to what comes from hell than reacting to what comes from heaven. There are people that are stuck in what is delivered in this world from the depths of hell instead of being responsive and reactive to what they hear what they hear in heaven and as a result of it they become a part of a storm that fear begins to grip them and they can't get out of that storm so don't react to what comes from hell be responsive to what you hear from heaven The Bible speaks in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, and all that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Let me me change one of the words here. It means the same. The word led, let's, let's put it as driven. All that are driven by the Spirit are the sons of God. What are you driven by? What's driving you? Only by the the presence of God. And the glory of God is what we should be driven by. Destiny will be, your destiny will be greater than your drama 
if you start listening to the present or listening to God and standing in his presence. Your promises will be silenced in your problem if you spend time with God. Spend time in his presence. The miracle will redeem your mistakes. In other words, what I'm saying here is God has a miracle for every one of us that we don't live in our past. If you want to stay in your past, then you're you're going to remain in that position and remain in that fear. But if you move forward with God, he has a miracle for you that's going to break the silence of your mistakes, that's going to break the silence of your failures. In other words, your failures and your mistakes is screaming out to you. But when the miracle comes, it's going to break you into a whole new dimension that you begin to see the purpose of God, and now it begins to silence what the enemy has brought into your life. Your dreams will put an end to your nightmares. Your dreams will put an end to your nightmares. Now, I understand that nightmares come in our night dreams, but when you're driven by your dream, it will, it will cause you to stop having nightmares. You, it, dreams will put an end to your nightmares. Blessings will overtake your brokenness. The blessings of God will overtake your brokenness. So when we follow God, when we move into his presence and we allow him to be Lord over our life and we stop living in the past or stop living in our problems. You say, well, how can I stop living in my problem? It's all around me. When you have a vision from God, you might be in the middle of your circumstances, but you're not living in your circumstances. You're living in your future. The third thing is do not lower your anchor until you've reached your destiny. Don't lower your anchor until you've reached your destiny. The ship was caught by the storm. Verse 17, verse 15 through 17. And they were afraid, and so they lowered their anchor to, be, to drift in the storm. Don't lower your anchor in your storms and drift in your storm. The storm will destroy the vehicle that God has put you in to get you to your destiny. They were far from Rome. Fear grabbed them as they lowered their anchor. They were having no hope. They were looking for their anchor to save them. I tell you, the place where you need to put your anchor is in Jesus Christ. You need to put your anchor in him. You know, an anchor doesn't do you any good inside the boat. The anchor only does the boat good when it's outside of the boat and the boat is tied to that anchor. But in the midst of the storm, you don't want to anchor in a storm. You don't want to anchor yourself in that place and and cause your, your boat to be vulnerable to that storm and to get stuck in that storm. Paul was en route to his destiny. Rome is a representation of his destiny 
and the purpose that God had for him. His destiny was he was going to preach from the largest platform that he had ever preached from before. He was going to minister to a world system and not just a small community. Fear is the enemy of faith. When fear comes in your life, it affects your faith. <clears throat> Many people don't have strength when fear comes in their life. Fear makes up a permanent stage in your life to stop you before you reach your destiny. Adam hid in the garden because of fear. Elijah ran from Jezebel because of fear. Judas lied because of fear. Fear will cause you to do things that you never dreamed you would do. The, the, the antidote for fear is perfect love. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fear is not, fear of not making it, pe people have, and they begin to drop anchor. Fear in the midst of a storm. Our, our world is in a storm right now. And many people are gripped with fear and they're dropping their anchor not knowing what to do. And fear is paralyzing them and they don't know which way to go. And it's impairing their vision, it's impairing their dreams, and it's impairing their mission. They're stuck in waters of life because you're stuck in the storm and you're going to go through the areas of destruction if you stay in the storm. Stuck because of what others did to you. Stuck because of what others said about you. You're stuck because of what you did yourself. Many people are stuck and they're not growing. Many people are stuck and they're just existing. They're not moving. They've lost their joy because they're stuck in a storm. They lost their faith because they're stuck in a storm. And they lost their dreams because they're stuck in the storm. But if we listen to the word of God, he will never leave you and he'll never forsake you. He will always be with you in the storm, through the storm, and when you come out of your storm, when there's no growth, there's no mobility. When you're stuck, you can't grow. You're stuck in relationships. You're, you're stuck in your integrity. You're stuck in every aspect of your life. You're not getting anywhere because you've allowed yourself to remain in the midst of the storm. There are storms that are taking place in our world today. Storms that are taking place in the financial arena. Storms that are taking place in relationships. And people have dropped their anchor and their faith and their prayer life is diminishing as a result of fear gripping a hold of them. If we look in Scripture we begin to find that, the per that perfect love casteth out all fear. 
You know, when God is in your life and he's working in your life, you can rely upon him. I want to go to 1 John chapter 4, and I want to look at uh, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out all fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. It says love has no fear. In other words, when you get into God and when you feel his love and you know that he's not going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you, you're not going to be tormented with fear. And I think one of the biggest issues that we find in our society today and in what's going on in our world today is fear. Fear is gripping the hearts of people of not knowing what tomorrow holds or, or what's going to happen tomorrow or what's going to take place in our future. In reality, we can walk with God and know the voice of God. We can know as he begins to speak to us and be able to know his love. And as he speaks to us, we can relax and know everything's going to be all right. Paul, in the midst of a storm, was listening to the voice of God when no one else could hear anything but destruction on every hand. And, and Paul says to all the men, to the, the soldiers that were there, to the guards that were there, to all the people that were on the boat, he says, sirs, he said, I've got good news and I've got bad news. But the news has come from God. He said, none of us are going to perish except the ship. The ship is going to be torn apart, but none of us is going to perish. Man, can you imagine getting a word in the middle of a storm, feeling the wind blowing through your hair and waves billowing over the, over the boat, and you're having to hold on to something just to keep yourself steady, just to hear what somebody's saying. Paul is in the storm just as they are, but he had the... He had the ability to hear the voice of God in the storm. Can you hear the voice of God in your storm? Can you hear the voice of God in what all is going on in our world? You see, it's the voice of God that gives you hope for tomorrow. And Paul heard God say, I'm going to give to you all of the men. In other words, None of them are going to perish in the storm. I'm going, to, I'm going to allow you to guide them and lead them to safety. But you're going to lose the ship. You're going to lose the vehicle and what you thought was going to bring you to your destiny. But God had other plans. There's sometimes in our life, there's a shaking that takes place and we think, that the job that we had, we think that the people that were around us, that we think that the, the things that we were doing is going to bring us through. And then a storm comes. And the people we thought were friends have left. The people that we thought we could rely on, you can't rely upon them because they're nowhere around. The jobs that we have may, be, may have been lost. And the vehicle we thought was going to bring us through is now being destroyed. As there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear because fear has torment. In other words, God doesn't want you to be tormented. 
He wants you to walk in peace. He wants you to have joy in the midst of storms. I want to go to another passage in Romans. Romans chapter 8. I want to look at uh, verse 11. And then I want to go to verse 14. Verse 11 says, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, Where is your anchor? Is your anchor in him? If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. (coughs) Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye live through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of your body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit, as many as are driven by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. And if we're sons of God, He's going to watch over us. If earthly fathers know how to give good gifts to their children, then How much more does our Heavenly Father know how to give gifts to us? You know, when we're going through storms and when we're going through trials, don't allow the storm to dictate to your destiny. Don't allow the losing of a job to to dictate to where you're going. There is a vision. There's a dream that God will give you. There's something that God will impart into your life to let you realize and know that that was just a job, that he has something better for you. He has something greater for you in your life. If you're dealing with sickness or you're dealing with relationships that are falling apart, you know what? Anchor yourself in God. Anchor yourself in him. And the storms of life, even though they may rage against you, it might destroy the vehicle, but it's not going to destroy you. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Ye doubtless, and I count all things not loss for the excellency of the knowledge of, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them as dung that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. It goes on in verse 10 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, 
I count not my, myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me, I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Paul wasn't worried about the storm. Paul was interested in hearing the voice of God for his destiny. And he was comforted by the voice of God. And he came forward on that boat and said, look, guys, none of y'all are going to lose your life. The ship is going to go shipwrecked. The things are going to fall apart, but we're all going to survive. You see, when you hear the voice of God, it brings peace in the midst of storms, and you don't have to be stuck. You don't have to be stuck in what people have said about you. You don't have to be stuck in what people have done to you, and you don't have to be stuck in what you've done to yourself. God will bring you out of where you're stuck and move you into your destiny if you trust in him. If you just call upon his name, if you allow him to come into your heart and you set anchor in him and not in your storm. I think the best way to get out of your storm is to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ and understand who God is, who the Father is, and allow the Holy Spirit to start communing with you and give you instructions about your future. Am I concerned about the things that are happening? I'm concerned. Am I worried about it? I can't be worried about it if I know what my future holds. If I know where I'm going and I'm driven by my destiny and not by my storm. Many people are driven and stuck in their storm and not driven by their destiny. And as a result of it, they're not growing, they're not increasing, and they're not moving forward. They're stuck. How do you break out of being stuck? You break into a relationship with Jesus Christ. You break into a relationship with God himself and begin to hear his voice for your destiny. Rome was Paul, one of Paul's destinies. It was one of Paul's places that, he, that God had purposed for him to go to. And in chapter 23, you see very clearly that God says in verse 11, Paul, you're going to Rome. He didn't tell him how he was going to get there. He just told him that that was his destiny. But on his way, he developed a good report with all of the soldiers that had him bound and was bringing him to the courts of Rome. And this testimony began to come out of these soldiers. You know people were talking. People were talking about Paul, and when they went to the island, and, and now they're trying to build a fire, and a serpent latches on to, to Paul's hand. They are all talking about it. It never killed him. He passed through that storm and passed through another storm, and we're here today, and Paul had an encounter with God that brought him through the storms. God will bring you through the storms in life. I can look over my life, 
and look in my past and see where that God brought me through every storm and every place where that my life could have been taken. He protected me. Why? Because he has a destiny for me and it wasn't my time to go. Some people say, you know, I don't worry about life because if it's my time, it's my time. Well, do you know the purpose that God has for you that you need to complete before your time? I believe that there are people that are snatched out of this world before they enter into their destiny and they're snatched out prematurely. I don't want to be snatched out prematurely. I want to hear the voice of God so I can have something to stand on and something to fight with when, I, when I'm in the middle of a storm and I have no control over that storm. God has a destiny for you. He has a destiny for every one of us in here today. And there's going to be storms that's coming our way. There's going to be issues that have come in life. But if I have the proper relationship with God, I'm not talking about a religious encounter. I'm talking about a relationship with God. I can hear his voice and he's going to tell me that I have a bright future that I have a destiny, that there is a purpose that he has designed me for and I haven't completed that purpose yet. Therefore, I know that this storm is going to pass. I know that what we're going through in this world, coronavirus is going to pass one day. All the issues that we're finding that's taking place all over the world, it's going to pass. There may be some things that we're going to go through. There may be some issues that we're going to encounter, but it's going to be over and we're going through it because there's a destiny that God has for us. And it could be that God is using this virus and is using different things to bring us into the purpose that he's designed us for. The vehicle that we're in may be carrying us so far in our journey, but there'll be another vehicle that will pick us up that will bring us into our destiny. This vehicle that we're in may be destroyed, but he's going to bring me to my destiny, and I'm going to fulfill the purpose that God has for me. Today, I hope that this has challenged you. I hope that it, it, it pulls something in your heart that if you're stuck today and you feel like that you're not growing, that you're dry in your spirit and that, 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 that things, you don't feel the presence of God like you used to, or maybe you have never felt the presence of God, today's the day to start your relationship with him and say, God, pull me out of this storm. Help me that I won't be stuck in my past but help me that I can move into my future and into the purpose that God has designed me for. I want to pray with you before we leave here today and pray with the people that are here. If you feel like you're stuck and there's been no growth in your life, you feel like you're dry, you feel like you're in a desert, you feel like that you're overwhelmed with issues and life and fear has gripped you and it seems like you have been anchored in a storm and that storm has been raging for too long. Today's the day to get out of your storm. Today's the day to move into what God has for you.
Why don't you right where you're sitting, right where you're standing, right where you are in your, in your home, why don't you begin to pray to the Lord, God, help me out of the storm. Help me out of what I'm feeling. Help me out of my past. Help me out of, of these broken relationships and these issues that I'm going through. Help me to move into the purpose that you've designed for me to walk in. Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing. And I ask you, God, that you would touch each person that's watching this program today, that you begin to challenge them, that they have purpose, that they have a destiny in their life, that you have designed for them, that the storms of life is not going to dictate to their future, but your word is going to shape the path to get them into their destiny. Lord, no matter what we're going through, no matter what's taking place in our life, you have the answer. And Lord, I ask you to bring answers into families, bring answers into individuals' lives, that they can rest assured that they have a bright future, that life is not always going to be this way. We might not go back to the way it was, and many of us don't need to go back to the way it was. We need to go into our destiny for the purpose that you have designed us for in this time, in this season, and where we are. Lord, touch each one of us today, and we give you praise, and we give you glory for it. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray, amen.